0: Well, that is true. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. The journey just beginning for Jalen Hurts. Second year as a starter. Third in the league in the Super Bowl. A finalist for the NFL MVP Award. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this journey. I am live broadcasting on Radio Row or Media Row in Phoenix. WIP Ghost Daisy Championship coverage brought to you by SEPTA. The Philly way to go. 215-592-9494. By the way, is a TVs set up here um, I think every TV in here actually has the NFL network on right now and uh, they are replaying the start of Super Bowl 52 I'm watching the Eagles come running out the dreams of nightmare so an exciting night to, to put that on uh, I'll probably watch that at, at my hotel when I'm uh, I'm done on the air tonight two one five five nine two ninety four nine for the hop in all right we're gonna play the Syriana press conference coming up about 20 minutes for you guys you missed it today hear what Nick had to say so we'll bring that to you coming up and we'll get to the phone lines in a second here but I do want to I do want to bring this up because I saw it a lot of places. Nick sent me an article about this today. I think Seamus Clancy wrote about it over at Philly Voice. Um, it's It seems bizarre. Um, so apparently it's really hard to find right now Eagles jerseys with the Super Bowl patch, like the green Eagles jersey they're going to wear in the Super Bowl. And it's really hard to find. Apparently here in Arizona they're just selling the gray ones. Nick, have you seen this? Because, yeah. And, and, and do you know anyone trying to get a jersey? Yes. It's weird that they wouldn't have – plenty of, you know, normal Green Eagles jerseys ready to go.
1: I don't get it. Like, my, my girlfriend's dad was actually trying to get one of the green jerseys and they're all sold out. Like, they have nothing left. Like, I don't understand why they went the gray route. Like, the gray you can get anywhere. Like, any size, online, in-store. But the green, like, the, the jersey they're actually wearing in the Super Bowl, it's nowhere to be found. I don't know how, like, I don't know if it has something to do with logistics or I I don't know. With shipping, I, it, it makes no sense to me. Do they not make enough? Uh, it,
0: well, that would be an, a big oversight on s- someone. Yeah, it, the weird part is, the the jersey you want is the like you said, the one they're going to wear in the game, right? They're, they're just like last time, five years ago. They're wearing the, the the home greens, their normal green jersey. We see every Sunday when they're at home. That's what they're wearing. With when so you want the one with the patch on. And I'm sure, you know, over the next few months or years, Hertz Super Bowl patch jersey is going to be a a major jersey you Hot see item. everywhere. Yeah, like the, the Foles one, right? The Foles from the Super Bowl five years ago became one of those. But um, I,
1: I don't think you can get, like, any of the players in green right now. Like, I think it's all just gray and this weird coloring. I, I don't know why you wouldn't just print all green. I, and the, the gray part makes it even
0: b- more bizarre because that's not even a color we see, right? Like, they don't wear gray. That's not a jerk Like, that's just like I don't even know why you'd have that, I mean, like if I was going to buy a jersey I'd want to have either the midnight green or I'd have the black because I think the black is the the other cool one they wear, right, or you know, yeah, I don't mind road jerseys, but whatever, but a gray I wouldn't want, so that is weird. We'll keep an eye on it if we see any updates on what is going on. if you've had trouble buying a jersey, let us know two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four Jack is in West Deptford, hey, Jack,
2: okay, Joe, let me talk to you it. Now, I want to talk about the Jaden Hurts' throwing and some questions to you about the Kansas City receivers. Okay. Uh, that is throwing. Everybody's talking. He overthrew A.J. Brown last time in the, mm-hmm. another game he did. Uh, any type of Overthrow. It's not a high percentage pass in the first place, the long bomb. I've seen Josh Allen, Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, Burrow. I've seen Josh Allen three or four times in one game overthrow guys by like quite a bit. So, I mean, it, it, it's not the highest percentage pass. I've had experts on the TV. I heard they say they think he throws a, one of the better long ball throwers in the in the league. He puts well, Jack. On... I I would agree
0: with you, and I think all year he threw it very well. I I think the the line of demarcation is since he's come back from the injury. I think he's only three of ten, so he hasn't thrown it as well, or you know, or just it hasn't connected. Let's put it that way. Like it hasn't worked as well since the injury. So I think that's where it's like a little bit of worry. There is is his shoulder in the right spot to throw that deep pass.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the first impression I got of him when I first saw him a couple years ago. I saw him throw some long balls, and he was throwing to Rager, and Rager was dropping him. He was stopped running; he wasn't running the long route. But I said, I think this guy throws a good long ball. So I, I, I think I think he does. Uh, he gives it, I think he gives him a chance too. He throws the 50-50 ball up very nicely, also. My uh, point back here in the city the receivers: uh, I think that's the key if they get these receivers back that are hurt for them to make a game of it. And I wanted to say, uh, they must have some decent receivers, but Holmes didn't throw for five thousand yards, just throwing to throw into Kelsey. And my question is uh, <clears throat> is about these receivers. Uh, could you tell me something about, about their stats and about their health for this game and about the, who's their best receiver. That's yeah, my question. Yeah it's a
0: good it's a good question and, and Jack I appreciate the phone call because it, you're right. There's no way he gets to that many yards if it is a bad receiving core, Now, I do think – and we saw this with Peyton Manning um, at times in his career. We saw it with with, Pey- with Tom, Tom Brady a lot when he had Chris Hogan and Edelman. Like, a great quarterback can make a, a very pedestrian group um, better than they really are. So, just to go through it, and we know McCole Hardman is out for this game. so he And he only had 297 receiving yards this year. Kelsey was their leader. Uh, 1,338. Uh, He's the guy. 110 receptions, 152 targets. Juju Smith-Schuster's basically been their number two. 101 targets, 78 catches, 933 yards. So so Smith-Schuster is their number two. Um, Valdez-Scantling was their third guy, 687 yards. He's kind of a big play guy with 16.4 a catch. Here's someone I am am concerned about a little bit, and I, I would keep an eye on this game. 56 receptions, 512 yards to one of their running backs, Jarek McKinnon. So their fourth leading receiver was a running back. And then they used Justin Watson. Three, I mean, they had – let's just put it this way. They had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 guys with at least 200 yards. So, you know, Mahomes will kind of throw at anyone in, in any game. Like A guy like Noah Gray, a second tight end, had almost 300 yards receiving. Uh, Sky Moore, rookie, 250 yards receiving. So it's not just one guy. It's like eight or nine that Mahomes just finds, and I think every week is a little bit different with the game plan. But it's Kelsey one by a lot. Smith-Schuster's been pretty much the two all year. I'd say Valdez-Scantling's the third. But the guy I think about, two names I would think about in this game. McKinnon out of the backfield, 56 catches. And I do think Kadarius Toney, they traded for him in, in October from the Giants, from a bust first-round pick from the Giants. He's got a lot of speed, a lot of ability. Um, he can make big plays. He's kind of a gadget guy for them. So th- those are the guys. Um, but really, I mean, he's thrown touchdowns this year. I mean, how about this? They have thrown receiving touchdowns to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11 guys. It, it's, it's tough to just – to lock down one guy, but uh, you know it all starts with Kelsey. Let's go to Lee and Ben Salem. Lee's, Lee's got a uh, a
3: jersey point here. What's up, Lee? Yeah, I've been trying to find those jerseys uh, for a couple of weeks. I even ordered one. I'm thinking I'm gonna get one. The only one I could get was a black Hurts jersey for my wife. It's not even getting here until the 27th, which you know kind of defeats the purpose of getting it. Um, even the Eagles Pro Shop, if you want to the one attached to the stadium, all they have is gray. Race, I don't know who decided gray was a a color but they're missing out I was even telling my wife they're missing out on so much sales of green jerseys with the you know everyone wants a a, a yeah. jersey with the patch or the one they're wearing so the, the funny part you know? Lee, is a couple
0: weeks ago or when they made the playoffs um my I have a son that's 8 and my daughter's 5 and I was going to take them to you know, the local sporting goods store and get them, like, playoff stuff. And then my wife was like, well, should we wait? Do you think they're gonna, really going to make the Super Bowl? And I was like, I think they're going to make it. And then she made the point, like, why don't we wait? Because they already have a bunch of Eagle stuff. Like, instead of a playoff T-shirt or a playoff thing, I'm like, why don't we wait to the Super Bowl? Because then we'll get, you know, whatever. And I, and I was thinking of, I was going to get, because he has the Devonte Smith jersey, but he doesn't have a Hurts, And he's been asking. I was like, and I thought about, I'll get the Super Bowl jersey. But it's so weird. You're right. They're, they are missing out on
3: sales. Yeah, and the green. the one they're wearing, and you want to wear the one they're wearing, the green one with the patch on. I could get. A, I got a black one with the patch, but that it, it doesn't even make any. I don't even know if they're gonna wear those next year with the. I wear my you know throwback Cunningham jersey. That's my go-to. But you know, she wanted a, a Hertz jersey, and like I said, you can't even get the ones from the Eagles Pro Shop attached to the stadium that the Eagles run. They have nothing in green. It doesn't matter if it's Hertz or anyone else. They just don't have green jerseys. It's not. I don't know. Like- yeah. yeah, I, I don't get like, it. Yeah, I don't, and gray, I don't know who, the, gray has nothing to do with eagles. even if it was white or a black, anything else besides gray seems like it would make sense. I, I don't know where they got the gray from. Lee,
0: <laughs> like, I don't know. Again, they don't wear gray, and that, that's, that's, an I appreciate the call, that's part of the, the bizarreness of this. Gray isn't one of their jerseys, it's not even an alternate. Like, like, and I, I mean, whatever, like, you know, you, whatever style, I think is cool, I mean. Nick, do you think the gray looks cool? It's just it feels weird to me. It feels like you know a made-up jersey. It's not. It's not an Eagles color.
1: I'm gonna be honest. I think they're very, very, very ugly. Like I, I think they're <laughs> god awful. Like they're just awful. I, I, I would not buy them. Like I, I want. You want the jersey that they're going to wear in the game. Like why would you? Why would you not produce? all these jerseys, and have the green ready, have the black ready. I mean, it's what they wear every single week. Why would you make this new concept that people really don't want? I, I The
0: grays kind of remind me of what they used to wear in the Pro Bowl. Like, that's what it looked yeah. like. like. It's like a Pro Bowl jersey, which, you know—
1: that's like the weird. all-star game jersey like in major league yes. baseball they're kind of hideous too like go back to the normal way of going about it the normal jerseys what they're actually wearing i don't know i don't know that's just my take on
0: it yeah i mean i i would love to to find out the true explanation of what's going on here i mean i, I i'm almost like half kidding but like did they run out of green ink like are we to the point where something silly happened they're like well right. screw it we'll just manufacture 5000 gray jerseys and hope they sell it's 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 odd um I would think, you know, as time goes on, they'll, these will be for sale with the patch. But again, to the point of our last call about about getting the most sales now, I mean, this is the time. Like, if they win, obviously you could sell Hertz with the patch on it forever. Like that'll 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 live forever in Philadelphia. People wear that for the next forty or fifty years. But like, there is a world where they lose the game. I mean, if they lose the game. Is that going to be a big sale? I mean, I I would think not. I mean, some people would still want it. Jalen Hurts with a Super Bowl patch. They made the Super Bowl. Okay. But I would think the sales on on an Eagles green jersey, Jalen Hurts with the patch on it, the sales for that would plummet if they're available next week, week after, and they'd lose the game. I I just don't think it's as popular of a jersey. People are not going to spend money for that. Let's talk to George at South Philly. Hey, George.
4: Hey, how are you doing tonight?
0: Good, George. What's up?
4: Well, I was looking at a couple of points to the game. I mean, one of the things I look at right off the bat that will frustrate me if they don't do it is slowing down these receivers, like banging them right off the line. I'm just, just coming in there like with full force and flying like from the beginning of the game for the first minute to the last minute. And Mahomes, he's best when he's freelancing. So if they can get to Mahomes or our pass rush, then I think we have a great shot because of the fact that Once he starts running around back there, that's when it seems he's the most dangerous when he's, you know, freelancing and moving people around because if they get to him and they bang him off the line, they're going to slow these guys down, and he's not going to be able to throw his nice, clean, crisp passes that he usually does. You're right Um, about that, and it's interesting.
0: Um, You know, I, I saw a report to the NFL Network with Mahomes and the idea that he's going to push it in practice on Friday and Saturday or Thursday and Friday with the idea that they want to know, like he and Reed need to know before the game starts, do they have that in their arsenal, right? Like him out of the pocket, him on the move, or has he got to kind of – because in the Bengals game when they won the AFC title, George, he basically just stayed in the pocket until that last play where he had a scramble to get in field goal range. He didn't move much. So uh, that's a big deal. Like if he can't move, I think the Eagles get to him. If he can move, obviously he's more dangerous.
4: Right. That's one question uh, I wanted to ask you too, and then you could grab somebody else on the line. Obviously, they've lost a few games this year. Obviously, Sirianni going to look at all that and all the other coaches. But the Bengals played the Chiefs pretty tight. How good are the Bengals compared to be, you know, compared when you look at the Eagles? Um, can they do the same things or more? And if that's possible, then we will win this game.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, And you're right about the Bengals. And, and it's gone back two years now. I mean, it, it really has. George, appreciate the phone call. The Bengals had won three in a row against the kansas city chiefs and and they obviously you know the chiefs knocked them out this time and beat them in the title game 23 20 but if you go back um to the three losses for the chiefs this year they lost the colts early in the season 20 to 17 week three they lost the bills 24 20 in week number six of the season and then they lose again uh until the bengals game in week 13 27 24 i mean the first thing that jumps out to me about about their three losses they lost by three they lost by four they lost by three, so when they lose, it is it's 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 close. Now, it, I'll use the Bengals one because that I think that's the the most recent one well, it is the most recent one, and and maybe we could take something from that. Um, the one thing about those games, and the one thing just just quickly off the just off the top, the first thing I noticed um, with those games against those teams, number one, C- Cincinnati won the turnover battle, zero turnovers. Okay, number two, Cincinnati won time of possession. They kept Mahomes off the field. They they didn't turn the ball over and it was time of possession. The third thing that I noticed is they were able to – both those teams ran the ball uh, – excuse me, the Bengals ran the ball on them. And and I, I think, you know, we could go back to how the Eagles won this year. Time of possession was usually in their favor, and they didn't turn the ball over. I mean, I, I think sometimes we overcomplicate this stuff. Like, if you don't turn the ball over and, and you are able to – you know, hold the ball uh, and not give it back to Mahomes' Home possessions, you're gonna have a better chance. Let's talk to so Dave in Germantown ordered one of the jerseys, one of the gray ones that's out
5: there. Dave, what are you thinking tonight, man? Hello, I'm taking my I'm at work. Hello? Hello, Dave. How you doing? yeah, I would, I, I would have got that gray shirt. I ordered. I'm looking for a green Eagles two Bowl jersey, and I got, if I had to get the gray one. So because they didn't have any green ones. They ain't had no green one. It's no, ridiculous. They didn't, have, they didn't even have the black one. So do, do you even like the gray or you just wanted a jersey so you got it? I just wanted a jersey. I wanted I always wanted a Super Bowl jersey with the yeah. Super Bowl so I just got it. But I so, did get a green Eagles hat with the Super Bowl on it. <laughs> okay, well that's good.
0: So what what players you get? You get Hertz?
5: I i no, I got um I wanted I wanted Reddit. They didn't have Reddit. Wait a they second. Had, they, had, they, they didn't have Reddit? Brown. And had red. That's what I was looking for.
3: It's ridiculous. You only had
5: A.J. Brown, Hurts, of course, um, um, Smith, Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. um, um, Kelsey, and that's it. If, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, that's it.
0: Yeah, that Dave. I gotta say, and Dave, man, I preach the folk up That's a bad job. But I, I, first of all, I don't, I don't know. Who's in charge? Is the NFL? If it's it's the manufacturer that makes the jersey? I don't I feel like the teams have way too much going on to be involved in making these decisions. Like they got a strip Bowl, they got, they got to come out here, they got all that stuff going on. I don't know how, where this comes from, but wouldn't you think right now Son Reddick's jersey would be popular? Wouldn't you want to put some of those out? And I mean, he's a local kid who signed back with the Eagles, had an incredible season. And just had an incredible, you know, if they gave out if they gave out MVPs of championship games, AFC, NFC, Hassan Reddick would have been the MVP of the NFC championship game. I I don't get it. I, I, you know, I'm actually, and I, I saw these stories, and Nick sent it to me, and I, and I haven't gone to the NFL store here in Phoenix because I've just been busy the last couple of days, but. It's one of those things, because I'm not home, I'm out here, I, I probably, at home, I would have noticed it, right? I would have been in a, a local store, so it, it probably would have hit me in the back of the head, but I, when I heard the story, I was like, it's, just, it's ridiculous. Jerry in Newcastle. What's up,
5: Jerry?
6: Joe, what's happening, brother?
5: Jerry, how are you, buddy? I'm not I'm good, bro. I'm, uh, I'm heading to my truck, getting ready to hit the road for the Super Bowl, so I'll be out. I don't know what state I'll be in, but... My horn will be rolling when we win that thing. I tell
0: well, you Well, I like to hear that. I like to hear. So, so uh, what hey, is, what, you you trying to buy a jersey, Jerry? What are you thinking?
5: Jerry, yeah, I already skimmed. I already checked that stuff out, and 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 I noticed the same thing about a day and a half ago, two days ago. You can't find any green. They changed it all to gray with the logo on it. There's there's something going on because I have a friend that gets me stuff, and same thing same thing in that world. That you can't, you cannot find this green. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's a shortage on the
6: color green in that map material or what, but no, dude, it's all gray. It's it's all gray from here out. <laughs> oh
0: no, we got we got to get this fixed, Jerry. Listen, man, I appreciate you. Have a safe ride, and we'll be listening for that that horn honking wherever you are over the next couple of days. It's it's bizarre because. This didn't happen last time. I mean, you know, when they were in the Super Bowl last time, I don't remember any of this stuff with the jersey and you can't find it. it, it I, I, there's got to be more to the story. I mean, there's, I mean, could the NFL really have ran out of green? Like, it's, it's. We're talking about, we're talking about billions of dollars within this business that they sell tons of these jerseys. It is, um, it is odd. Let's talk to Gary in Whitehall. Hey, Gary. Hey, what's
6: happening, Joey Jane?
0: Gary, what's up today? Oh, it's all good.
6: Did you get yourself an NYPD pizza?
0: Not yet. Tomorrow is my plan. I'm coming in early to, to Radio Raw. I'm going to get myself pizza tomorrow.
6: Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Hey, um, real quick, I want to give a, give a shout out to you and Jerry. How's that?
0: Oh, love it, Gary. There we go.
6: Oh, so, um, no, hey, um, yeah, I'm concerned about uh, Mahomes because if he can become a three-step passer in that pocket, mm-hmm. it be dangerous, but I don't know if he has it in him. Um, you know, he likes to improvise and you know play a little, you know, playground football. And uh, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he has that in him or not. I'm sure he does. He's a very good, very I should say, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, on the good side of that, I am so glad that uh, we got more naysayers out there because uh, the more negative, the more the better for me because you know. I just heard about uh, Colin Coward saying that Jalen Hurts is uh, ranked number nine out of the two teams. Which I mean, you I,
0: know, it's it's kind of amazing, Eric. He's going to finish one or two in the MVP of the league, but he's the ninth best player on the field in this game.
6: I mean, granted, yes, uh, I don't think he's the best player on the, te- the on the, on the field, but I, I don't think he's number nine. I put him top three. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I I don't I just. You know, like you said, the more, like I said, the more negative uh, naysayers, hey, that's that's perfect of I me. Mean, uh, you know, it's, this is a little flip from five years ago, you know, the whole playoff uh, run is 17 and 18 there. We were always the underdog. Now we're the favorite, but, you know, we're still not really.
0: Well, it's almost like, yeah, every time, you know, they are, I mean, they're the betting favorite, and Gary, I preached the phone call, but they're still still the naysayers, and yeah, Coward's List, I mean, if you missed it earlier, I ran through it, he had Hurts ranked as the ninth best player in the Super Bowl, I have him too, I mean, right right behind Mahomes, I mean, nine, look, there's a lot of good players, and and we could talk about Reddick and Chris Jones and Creed Humphrey, and obviously the two Kelseys, so, you know, someone's got to be down the list, I mean, like, you make a list, you might leave off Darius Slay, and no slight. There's there's probably 14 or 15 star players in this game. That's why these teams are in the Super Bowl. But ninth for a guy that's going to finish one or two in MVP. Silly. Jason's in Swedesburg. What's up, Jason?
7: Hey, what's going on, Joe?
0: How you doing tonight, buddy? What's on your mind?
7: Oh, uh, man, I just want to this, – this Colin Cowher thing, you know how I feel about, about sports journalists like this. And Joe, so, you think I don't like Chris Sims, you have a whole other thing when it comes to Colin Cowherd. I despise that, man. Like, he just—he is like what I hate about sports journalism. Everything he says is just like a click. Like he just wants clicks and views, and I feel like he only wants it because he knows his sports takes are bafflingly dumb. So he doesn't try to even attempt to make any be- like good ones anymore. He gets proven wrong too much to even try to attempt to make logical arguments anymore. So he just—he just says stuff to where he gets to mix in like like hot takes, like putting Jalen Hurts at nine to throw along with, you know, having Creed Humphrey at like top five. It's like, I think Creed Humphrey is phenomenal. I think he had a chance to win rookie of the year. And if they actually looked at linemen, he would have won rookie of the year. But the fact that you have him above Jalen Hurts and above AJ Brown is just, and Hassan Reddick as well. It's like, that's that's just baffling. That's just, that's just like, there's no point in doing that. You know what I mean?
0: Well, you know, and well, here's what it is, Jason. He he knows this. He knows us. He knows Philadelphia. Well, like, he could have snuck Kurtz in there at three or four on the list. We probably don't make that big of a deal, right? If he puts it behind Kelsey, yeah. Travis Kelsey or whatever, like, okay. But by putting him nine, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing, right? He's going to he's gonna get me to react. He's going to get you to react. He's going to get people to share that video and say, cowards, a moron. So we get it. We, we know what's going on.
7: Yeah, and uh, there was a video. I think uh, him and Nick Wright have been doing a lot of, like, duo things, and Colin Cowherd was like, call, called himself his mentor over Nick Wright. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense as to why Nick Wright has been saying some heard him Because Nick Wright, I think about two years ago, he made a lot of like reasonable, good takes. And then all of a sudden, he just started making some outward, baffling takes like every week that was just like, how can you even like, where is your like basis for that take? Like, where does that even come from? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you know, and obviously, and look, all of this, and and Jason, I appreciate it. It, You know, everyone's got their own stick or content or whatever they're doing. And I think both those guys are really smart. It's not about being smart. It's just about being, you know, you're on some things. You're you're right about some things. You're not, right? But we all miss or whatever. And Keller can rank anyone the way he wants. He does his top ten before every playoff game or every big game. That's cool. I did a top ten. Um, but having hurts where he did is it's ridiculous i mean it is ridiculous having that low he's clearly higher up the list we're ranking the players in this game 2155929494 it is how you hop aboard we'll come back we'll get to your phone calls and Nick Sirianni spoke today. We'll bring that press conference to you—the Nick Sirianni press conference—coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We all have our systems when well, we bet, from picking the perfect upset to combing through injury reports the night before the game. But there's one thing every bettor should include in their system: the responsible gaming tools available on FanDuel Sportsbook. These tools help keep your play in check and under control. Look, tools like time limits so you don't un- unknowingly spend more time in the app than you intended. Wager limits helps you prevent you from betting more than you should. And you can even take a timeout, which pauses your account for as long as you may need. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official part of ninety-four WIP. And look, I really like the FanDuel. FanDuel wants every better's experience to be about fun and entertainment. So visit FanDuel.com slash playwell and make responsible gaming tools a part of your system. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gillia, with you live from Phoenix, Arizona. The site of Super Bowl 57 on Radio Row here. Um, I was just walking over again. It's I am for sure now that it's a new episode of the New Heights Show. Uh, Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers, recording like you know about 100 feet from where I am right now. So I'm I'm sure their pod will be out tomorrow at some point. Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, that, for anyone out there who has a sibling, that that's a it's a, an amazing week for these guys. I mean, they get to play against each other, doing podcast together this week, kind of have that. That brother thing all week long until the game when they're on opposite sides. There, an amazing week for the Kelsey family. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine. For quickly before we go back to the phone lines, uh, we did have an anonymous caller uh, call in on the break. Uh, we will mention something to the effect of perhaps with the Eagles' word mark with the change. You know, they may have been uh, a change in how they manufactured when they stopped using the one they had in the past, and they just are behind the where they need to be. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it's part of it, that the change in the way the Eagles put their logo, their wordmark, that, you know, they kind of shifted over to the new one, but maybe they're behind. I don't know. All I know it's great jerseys. is what people could get right now. Dan is in the Poconos. Hey, Dan.
8: Hey, thanks for What's, taking my call. So you yet, got it, Dan. Uh, the jersey thing, it had to do with that one, the wordmark, how they changed it over summer. Nike did not have a chance to produce it to put it on this year's jersey. So this old logo the old wordmark on the green jersey, this is the last time that's going to be worn. So either Nike or whatever did not have enough time to produce the new ones or current jerseys for the Super Bowl, which is why the only thing that's left for the gray jerseys because they're trying to dump the inventory so they don't have to eat it.
0: So you're that's saying – so, so, be, so because the, the, the season was so good, they're in the Super Bowl, like they're just out – they're out now, right? They're, they're running out because they haven't produced more. So, so the ones that were made in the summer, beginning of the season, they're, they're basically tapped out.
8: Yeah, so the, right below the neckline where it has the Eagles' uh, word mark, that's going to be the new one next year. They, I don't think that they had enough time to produce that little patch, considering how big Nike is. Um, so it doesn't
0: have to do with the jersey. It's that little patch. That's got, the issue. Got it. Yeah, you know what? That I mean, that makes sense. I mean, Dan, we appreciate the phone call. It's you know, if that's the case, and it seems like a couple people, you know, are onto this theory. It's just bad timing. You know, if the Eagles had had an eight and eight or eight and nine season or whatever, got knocked down the first round we probably never talk about this because there's not a demand for jerseys. Not everyone's going down and trying to buy them because they're not deep in the playoffs, not in the Super Bowl. So no one cares, right? By the time you, you, you know, there's enough that if you just want to buy a random Jersey in February, you can just buy it. And then they would manufacture new ones. By the time we get to the off season, the draft, and no one knows, no one cares. It's just <laughs> what bad timing, uh, just bad luck by the NFL that this is when they change the word mark. This is the year. They have a big season. Popularity's up during the Super Bowl. And that's why everyone here in Arizona is like, why are there only gray jerseys? And apparently back home as well. Crazy stuff. All right. Promised we would play the Nick Sirianni press conference. We have Sirianni coming up. Hear everything he had to say today. Jody Mack will be with you coming up at 10 p.m. tonight. I'll be here Radio Row tomorrow night. We'll have Elliot for a full hour. I believe we're also working on having a couple former NFL players uh, who are on Radio Row going to be here tomorrow on the show as well. So big show planned tomorrow night. Uh, we got Nick Sirianni next. Full press conference, and then Jody Mack coming your way at 10 p.m. right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
4: Nick, when you gathered the team yesterday um, for your team meeting, what was your overall specific message to the team as you started
9: Super Bowl week? Just being locked into the to the scenario to the situation that we're in, and uh, going through the same routine that we go through uh, whether if we're at uh, uh, you know an overcare. Um, so that was that was the big part of it was just talking about the distractions that that are um, that are here that can be here um, How it's a little bit different and how we just need to go about our business like we have been uh, for the past 20 weeks the emphasis on, on connection. Nick, How much of the messaging is about this being the last chance that this team will get to play together? Yeah, you, know, you don't look at it that way. Um, you, you work hard to connect every every day, um, regardless of the scenario. And we, and we look at this as an opportunity to to play for each other again, um, to not you know to get better this week and to play for each other. And um, you know we're just in the habit of connecting the whole time too. I mean, these guys are out here doing you know different things to connect with each other, going out to eat, playing ping pong in there, shooting hoops in there. So um, they're doing that because that's just what we've been done for the past 20 weeks. You know, we talk so year,
8: much. First-year head coach, your slow start. How or where did you find the result to kind of stick with who you were, what you were about, and kind of turn that thing around last year and upset? I
9: mean, you know, year, we started we started really slow our first year in in Indianapolis too. I think we started uh, one in five that year, um, and I just remember uh, Frank talking about doubling down in the on the things that you know are important and. Uh, You know, and he may have said it a little bit differently, but that's kind of how I said it. You know, when we when we went to when we started off two and five, we talked about doubling down on, um, you know, connecting, doubling down on uh, competing, uh, accountability, football IQ, fundamentals and just continue to continue to grow, even though the outside world might not see that we're growing. We knew we were. Um, And so and it's not like when we when you say doubling down too, it's like it's not we weren't saying anything crazy. It was like. Hey, the best teams uh, connect with each other, right? The best teams compete their butts off, and so it was just getting the things that we already knew were true. we just doubling down, knowing we had a good process. Um, you know that we liked our process. We knew what we, we, that we had a good process, but we could tweak some things with schedules. We could tweak some things with um, you know the systems that we were running, and so you know that was the main message: is is, is doubling on doubling down on the things that we knew were important, and and just. Uh, keep going to work and and I think another big thing was just uh, you know not looking at hey i'm t- we 're two and five right now, and we got to climb the, the that mountain right now, like you didn 't have to right because if you look at it like that, it can be overwhelming if you look at it I'm like we 're in this hole and we got to climb up and do it you didn 't have to do that you just had to go one day at a time and one game at a time, and that was the that was the thought process that was what we did, and uh you know it's carried us into into this week too where we 're just Hey, what's different? Nothing. One day at a time, one, one walkthrough at a time, one meeting at a time, everything, et cetera. What, we we talked so much about Jalen and, and always uh, achieved this year, but
8: you ever just kind of get taken aback, he's 24, and to have this kind of calmness and leadership and, and comfortable in this moment and be 24, uh, how, how special, how rare is that uh, for you?
9: Yeah, I think that's just who he is, regardless of his age, it, it, that's just who he is as a competitor, as a player, I guess. It's rare in the fact I think I I mean, I see it every day, you know, I mean, i witness it every day of him um, You know, just not being caught up in any moment and you know And that that speaks to who he is how he was raised and that, you know, he just he's steady Um, And so it's impressive to see um, But that's what I'm accustomed to now with 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 Jalen And he's the same guy every day How competitive have AJ and Devontae been with each other this year and where does that show up most? I think they've been uh, just helping each other this year get better. You know, um, I don't. I, w- I don't want to say they like they're happy for each other when they make plays. Um, you know, there's that 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 little bubble that we threw in the in the Giants game that AJ, you know, that AJ uh, leads the way for a touchdown and then they're celebrating with each other and they know that he, they help each other. Right? That if you, if you try to take AJ away, Devontae's going to have a big game and vice versa. And so I don't want to say they're. I mean. Maybe they're, maybe they're playing ping-pong or doing stuff like that where I don't see them. Uh, but I, I do see them just trying to help each other out and, and really being happy for each other's success. I know it started off a little a little different against um, uh, Detroit where A.J. had the huge game and Devontae didn't have any catches in that game. Um, but they just kept going back to work. We knew we'd need both of them to, to be in this moment right now. And... Uh, they're they're truly sharpening each other. They're iron iron is sharpening iron there. They're 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 sharpening each other, um, helping each other get better. And because they are the players that they are, you know, they you know, it's hard for defenses to try to, to key and take away one guy.
5: Nick, what was so your first was, uh
8: cleared to return and where is the punter situation? Stand? Yeah, you know,
9: it's still we're still working through that. We don't have to make a decision now, and you knew that when you asked that question I was going to answer you the last like I did the last 18 weeks. In Philadelphia, so we're still working through. We're still working through that. We'll see how practice goes tomorrow. Um, he looked good last week, and so we'll we'll just keep monitoring it. Did,
7: Kelsey, what's you know, that? Here's a talk about distractions, and then they're seeing it in real life. And I think last night was the perfect example, right, of having the chaos of media night. How do you, as a coach, quell the anxiety or the overwhelming feelings if they pop up um, moving forward?
9: Well, again, it's it's always about trying to stick to your routine. Um, you know, they go to go to basketball, right, when when we're always taught as you know, sometimes I always talk, I'll talk about basketball sometimes because I felt like I was a decent basketball player, but you try to correlate that what we're taught as young players in basketball that, okay, you're in an empty gym by yourself. And if you're if you dribble three times, and you take a breath, boom, you shoot it, right. Well, that's the same thing you do when the crowd's yelling and the people are in the background doing the thing and they're waving the, the sticks or whatever they're doing. And they're, they're yelling in the gym, you take, three, you take three dribbles, you breathe, and then you go. So what you're trying to do as much as you possibly can is stay in the routines that you've, that you've done all year to understand, so when you're in that moment, it, it's the moment's not too big. You're, you're just going through the process. Like all, all we're trying to do here is to eliminate the distractions. And one way to do that, again, there's going to be free time, and we have free time uh, throughout the, you know, in the week too, um, when we're even when we're in Philadelphia. You're just trying to eliminate distractions, and you try to do that. By just going through by going through your process. Listen, my family's coming in today, but I don't usually see them on on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I see them Thursdays, and I'll be you know I'll do my best to be a really good dad on Thursday. But Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I normally do, and we're gonna be in the office late, um, continuing to work through the plan, continuing to iron out the details of the plan. And so you know, our coaches are leading by example, and I know our captains on our team and our leaders on our team are, are doing the same.
8: Your with Kelsey and Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Lane Johnson, guys who have been here through the roller coaster over the last five years, how have they made you better? How have you made them better?
9: You know, uh, last year when I when I was a first year head coach, I've said this uh, before plenty of times, is that I was unlike a lot of other uh, first year head coaches in the sense that I had four guys, the guys you just ma- named, that were ten year veterans in the NFL um, and and that have been to the top of the mountain, and so. Um, to have those guys on on your team, right, leading the way at the to my you know quarterback and and the lines are you know the offense and defensive lines are are where you, you win football games. To have those guys on the offense and defensive line um, was really important for us as a football team to get through that two and five start, to get through uh, the downs of the season, and then also to get through the ups of the season because we got good leaders, we got good men on this football team, um, and those guys are are phenomenal leaders. You know they. You know they lead the way not only in the the standard of how to practice how to meet how to be a pro, how to take care of your body like th- this is unbelievable for a guy you know to have Jason Kelsey for cam jurgens that that 's such a, a, a important thing for for cam and his development and it 's the same thing for um, you know Jordan Davis with the Fletcher Cox, but got good leaders, got good captains on this team leading the way i
3: 'm curious uh, what was your opinion of last night 's uh, opening night? Festivities. There were some interesting <laughs> questions.
9: Uh, no, but you know what? Uh, I I think that it, it's it's cool for our guys to go see that, and um, again, just as long as not they're not being being distracted by it, and you know. But it, it's cool for them to go out and, and see that. I thought there was a lot of a lot of interesting things, a lot of cool things uh, that we were able to to be a part of. And um, you know, you, you do what you need to do, and then you then you move on and uh, go about your business and your routine.
8: get to see him again to speak to him and what did it mean to you the way he moved on from you in Kansas City and and handled that situation
9: yeah I mean it was again um, you know he was he was very he was very good to me in the sense that he brought me in to talk to me you know he didn't have to do that he didn't have to bring me in uh, to talk to me to let me go right um, but he did because that, that's the type of it seems like that's the type of person he is and that's the type of coach he is. And I was and I was, gr- and I was uh, grateful for that, even though you, you don't you don't like it at the time. Right. You don't like the fact that you're getting let go and and everything like that. But, you know, he also it, but when he did that and, and really spent time, a little bit of time with me and it wasn't long, but it was just a, it was enough. It was a little bit of time. Um, to, you know, kind of tell me what he's heard about me and, and good luck to me and just can't, uh, you know, why he couldn't keep me because he had a, you know, David Culley was was there. He was ended up being a head coach and he who's a great receiver coach. And um, so it was just good. It was, you know, when I was down in that moment. And he gave me strength when I was down, you know, tried to pick me up when I was down. And I think that's a, that says a lot about his character and, uh, and who he is. And so I was appreciative of that. And then, you know, unfortunately, I had to do that, um, you know, when I became a head coach. Right. Um, And and so. Even though I never worked with him, I only I only had that 10-minute meeting with him. He, you know, you, you learn from everybody, right? You, you, you have an opportunity to, if your if your eyes are open, to learn from everybody that you see and everybody that you come in contact with. And I used a little bit of what he, you know, how he did with me um, when I when I had to do the tough part of my job of letting guys go.
8: Question so, like, you about your philosophy things? of creating and preventing turnovers, and do you have any explanation for the variance that your team experienced in that this year?
9: Um, yeah, we work really hard at that. Um, now it always comes down to the guys on the field, you know, going, going through it, um, and, and doing it. I'd say on offense, there is a very, there's, there's specific fundamentals that, that you go through and you, and you, you don't ever let slide, right. Um, to protecting the football. Um, when you're carrying the football, you know, and then you're just doing your best to make sure that the quarterback knows where to go with the football and, and certain looks and, you know, and the, and the protection's good, all those different things. But, you know, as far as just carrying the football, you know, I, I got around Tom Rathman in Indianapolis and I thought I was good at teaching ball security. And then I and then I got around Tom and I realized that how much more fundamentals there even were than what we what we were teaching. So very grateful to Tom, uh, you know, because our job as coaches is right is it's, we're, we got to acquire talent and our job as coaches is to make sure that we're taking that talent that we get and, and, and maximizing it by putting them in the right positions and by teaching them fundamentals. And, and being and just harping on fundamentals and being the pain in the butt about them and, and and not letting anything go, and and Tom was great about that. And then I get here and we hire um, we hired Jamal Singleton and he's equally as good. Um, and and so there, it's just it's just relentless. You'd be surprised, you know, about, about how much we talk about the ball, um, and how much we we teach it, and how much we all the little things we do that we just keep thinking of like, hey, let's add this to it. But again, at the end of the day, it's the guys going out there and executing it. You know, to, uh, it's one thing for us to talk about, but then Miles has to go out and make a cut, make a spin, do something like that and do it. That That's the hard part, right? And uh, so a lot of credit, uh, or all the credit to, the, to our guys. And then taking it away, you know, I think we've done a good job of taking it away in the, in the sense that we've been finishing um, interceptions, um, you know, and also, Um, you know, hitting the quarterback and and creating some sack fumbles, um, sack strip fumbles. Um, I would say that, excuse me, that they get a lot of bad ball drills, um, you know, because if you hit the quarterback and the the bad ball, Denard Wilson, our DB coach, never throws a spiral. He doesn't have a great, he doesn't have a great arm. And uh, he's going to be mad that I said that because he thinks he's a phenomenal quarterback. Uh, And so they get some of those bad ball drills from him. DK McDonald, our other assistant DB coach, he thinks he's a really good quarterback. He's not. So anytime they're playing catch with those guys, they they get those bad ball drills that they uh, have to have to finish slaying Bradbury and Avante. How
3: impressive would Devin Allen's been able to do to make that transition from track to football and to still be on your team all these so months later? Yeah, he's
9: he's uh, a special athlete, as we all as we all know. So you knew you, he has he has this unbelievable speed. Um, who that really shine in the uh, preseason game uh, against Cleveland and then he made a couple of uh, plays as a gunner. Um, but he's really worked hard at it, you know, and he's this world class athlete that really w- wants to get football a shot. And we're just not keeping him around just because, you know, because he's been to the Olympics or anything like that. We're keeping him around because we think he, he can develop into a good player. And he's done he's done that. He's continuing to develop himself. Um, week in, week out, he's, he's showing up on our scout team tape um, that we show to our guys. Uh, hey, watch Devin here do this. So, so he's done a really good one scout team player of the week a couple times. Um, so he's done a really nice job of really going after a goal I know is important to him um, and being a football player.
1: Yeah, right. talk about how much he wants this, saying he's, he's starving for it. How, how do you find that he's kind of towed the line of not trying to do too much? As a player for somebody who's so motivated and how you know what's your sense of you know now that he enters this the biggest game uh, where his mindset. just that
9: he's just trying to do his job um, he knows it's important for you know the O-line to do their job he knows it's important to for the backs and the receivers and the tight ends to do their job and his job is to do you know get it you know run the show out there um, make good decisions with the football make accurate throws make plays with his legs when he needs to and And just not not have to do just be himself. He doesn't have to do it. I think he's seen that that when he's himself and he's playing at a high level, he doesn't have to press or do anything more than than just do that because he's because he's got some good players around him. He gets a lot of good players around him both offensively and defensively. So um, I, I just think that's the growth and maturity of him as a player. Um, you know, he's he's maturing in every every part of his game, um, from the way he throws the ball, from the way he reads the defenses, from the way he runs with the football, uh, to to knowing what he needs to do to help us win games. He's done a great job taking care of it. Um, everything. Last one,
4: folks.
7: What made you think it was
9: going well? In my job interview in Florida, that they asked me, that they wanted to keep talking to me. I guess I don't know. Uh, that that the interview went for about 8 hours and they asked me to come back the next day. I guess I thought that was that thought that was a good sign. Um yeah, I don't know. I did you know I mean sometimes I don't know what your first date uh, with your with your wife did you think that was going well? How did you think it was going? It did not go well. Um, I don't know. You just have a feeling that it's going well. Okay, my I I guess mine did with my wife. Uh and uh and you just have that feeling like hey, this is good back and forth. We we see things uh similar um you know i'm really able to articulate what i what i want to do um with the team uh offensively maybe what is important position wise um what the culture you know but those are things that you've been thinking about your your whole life right and so um you know you just you just feel good about the back and forth you you know i think you feel the I think it's just reading people too, like uh, the, the head nod, like your head nodding with me right now, right? You're vibing with what I'm saying. Um, but I think you feel that, and uh, I don't know, it's just it's just a feeling that you have. All right, next Nick, go. I you, Nick, I know you spent some time. Yeah, in- i got to get in- AC. All right. I know you spent time in Indianapolis. How much did that help you with your career and also your time here? And put it up? Yeah, you know, I have uh, three big uh, three big mentors, Um a lot of people have helped me uh, get to this position. Um, but you know, if I'm talking about mentors that I have, it's, it's my dad. Uh, it's, it's Larry Karras and it's Frank Reich. Uh, Frank's done so much for me. Um, and still being around him every you know, I, there was so much, I try to, uh, you know, help our coaches that uh, that are going to be head coaches here the way Frank tried to help me and and Frank was very deliberate about, Hey, when you're running, running uh, the team, uh, or this and that. Think about this. Now, is it, did I always agree with him or did I, no? But he 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 was so deliberate to help me, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like I was ready to, um, you know, be in this position.